0: So amazing, amazing. amazing. I could stay forever forever. forever. here in love and leave you you never. Cause we've got amazing love. love. Truly, it's amazing, amazing. amazing. Love brought us together. together. Together, I would leave you never. Good afternoon, good afternoon, good evening, happy Tuesday. Wow, what a week, what a week, what a time. You are listening to Intentional Talks Radio Network with Dr. Quays, P. Bennett. Oh, y'all, it is an emotional, emotional day. It's been an emotional last couple of days. And it's unfortunate, well, fortunate slash unfortunate that it's untimely on the topics um, that I want to do today that might take a couple uh, series. Um, Today's topic um, is the 12 commandments of good mental health. Again, the 12 commandments of good mental health. And when I say mental health has been slapping me in the face since... Thursday. So that's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four days, I Had counting my fingers. And I had already received this wonderful little flyer that you can't see. This has the 12 commandments. And I got this last week prior to this podcast today. And I said, oh, this will be a good topic for me and Michelle, I call it Michelle, Michelle to dive into because it's kind of has its Each topic will have a little something to say about it. And some of the commandments of good mental health um, will have shorter comments. However, and I'm glad y'all can't see me because I got bags under my eyes looking crazy right now. So um, just a tad bit of, of a backdrop. For those who don't know, I worked at the University of Southern California, Fight On. That's USC, fight on. Anytime you say either or, you have to say fight on. (laughs) For 20 years, I have never been pregnant, yet I have over 10,000 kids. And I take my job, my career very seriously, especially when it comes to helping students. Well, on Thursday evening, I got a text from a mom of one of my students that just merely said, and, and it was so, you know, when I read it, Cause I got to pull it up so that you can hear and and understand like what how it came about and it was just like I, it was just it was crazy. Um, um, hold on a second. I'm just one. I, I should have had it pulled up, and I apologize. Um, so I get back from so I did water aerobics earlier that day, and then I then ended up doing um, what do you call it um, line dancing. At my, at my townhouse complex, they have different things that happen. And so on Thursday nights, they have that. So the message was sent before seven, but I was already in the class. And so when I get out after talking and doing a couple extra moves and cha-chas, I get this text and the beginning of the text made me feel like, oh, okay, I'm being invited to something great. The text read, dear family and friends, as your time permits, please join us for the celebration of. Oh, I'm sorry, Please join us at Jonathan's Celebration of Life. Friday, blah, 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 such and such and such and such. And I had to stop and kind of shake my head and was like, did I just, okay, celebration of life means someone died and that's the funeral slash celebration of life. And I had to read it again because, again, the way it read was like, hey, y'all, come to the barbecue. You got time, roll out. I mean... That's the it read, dear family and friends, as your time permits. So when you start with that, it's like, okay, what's up? It's a party, woo. And then it was like, please join us at Jonathan's Celebration of Life. Luckily I had parked in my carport and I stopped and I was about to get out and I saw the text and I screamed to the top of my lungs. I could not believe it. Um, so Jonathan is was one of my students at USC. His mom also happens to be a sorority sister. She worked at USC, too, for years. We both worked. I was 20. She was probably around that, 25, maybe 30. And I just, my body just shook, and I I just, it was just like, wait a minute. And then she had the picture of, I guess, the front of the obituary. And I'm just like, wait, what? And I answered the thing like, what? And I hit send. And I was like, wait, and then I hit send. And then I was like, huh? And then I hit send. And I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. Like, it was just too much because of the way that it started. And she said, love you, see you soon. It is a shocker. And I haven't had a chance to catch up with it, catch up with her yet. So I am still reeling. I guess that's the vocabulary word. I can't think of no SAT words right now. Just from that shock. 37 years old. um, I know that he was having some issues, mentally, mental challenges, you go back and forth. And I'm not saying this is him per se, but when you do get help and get your therapist and you have a therapist, a psychologist, and then you have a psychiatrist. A psychologist has a doctor degree and can counsel. A psychiatrist has a doctor degree, can counsel, and can prescribe prescription medication. That prescription medication that they some most prescribe helps your brain kind of balance the craziness that's going on inside of because you're dealing with something, some type of stress, some type of something. And so I know that he was dealing with something because I, so again, I'm just screaming. I'm just like, done. I go inside and I'm like, okay, I know that he lived on Somerville Place. Somerville Place is the African-American themed floor in one of the residential halls, or for some people in basic language, it's a floor in the dorm, okay? In one of the dorms at USC, Somerville Place was named after the first Black dentist to graduate from USC, John and Veda, with the as in David A, Somerville. John and Veda, Dave, say that five times. John and Veda Somerville were the first black dentist to graduate from USC's dental school. So the floor was named after them, so Somerville Place. Somerville Place has been in existence since 1995, which means we are coming up on, I believe, 30 years, if my math is right, in a couple years. So he lived on the floor fall or the school year. We just say, we just call it Somerville 2003, which means that's the fall that you entered school. Freshman, we've had a couple of transfers every now and then because I just felt like they needed that transition. I was in charge of the floor from 1998 till I left in 2016. I chose who lived on the floor. I selected the roommates. I got to know the kids excuse me, the students, because I call them my kids, my babies. I got to know them as they were going through the admissions process when I was in admissions. And then um, when I ran the Center for Black Cultural and Student Affairs, which is the Black Cultural Center office, um, as students were going through the admissions process, we were always at tabling at admissions events. When students came to take a tour, they were told, go see Dr. Bennett or go see Miss Bennett, depending on what years. It was before 2014, before I got my doctorate. But the key was go to the office, go to the black office. They will hook you up. And that's what I was known for. The hook. (laughs) I had a student that that did a semester (laughs) and he said, Corliss, you're the hook and the up. So come and get the hook and the up at the Black Cultural Center at USC for the latter 17 years of the 20 that I was there. So he was fall 2023, which means he was a freshman, 03, 04 along with 31 other students it held 32 students. And each year we had a new batch. And Jonathan was one of those students. He was quiet, real tall guy, quiet, but fun loving, um, kind of silly. And again, I mean, I have to remember like all these different students because I met them when they were 17, 18, and now he's 37 and he's dead. And it is it is unfortunate that And we've talked about this. That's why Mindful Mondays was even created, people. Mindful Mondays was created because I lost my dad in March of 2020, just before COVID. He died on March 1st. And that COVID stuff started around the 17th, 18th, 19th. Um, And I did that because I wanted an avenue where I could release some things and bring guests on that would have some things that really would keep our minds, you know, mindful Mondays, that was it. And and if you've been hanging with me for two years, you'll know that that's the kind of things that I've been doing. Um, Suicide prevention, health, mental health. Um, We're gonna have a woman, oh my God, I can't believe it. I met her. She's one of the uh, mothers of one of the students at St. Mary's Academy. I, I knew, I mean, I met her as, you know, parent, but I saw her at Sizzler on Saturday. And we got to talking and I got her story about being how she became a psychologist. She'll be on next week. Her story is incredible. And she invited me to her office, which is right off of La Brea. And I want to say Fairview or 60 something. Anyway, beautiful office. I walked in, I felt so comfortable. She has enough room for two or three other psychologists. And it's just so, I said, I am going to be referring people to you because um, I just will. And it was just her story was incredible. I said, like, "Nope, don't tell me anything else. I want you on the podcast." So stay tuned next week for Dr. Betty Ford. I know, isn't that funny, Betty Ford? <laughs> what a name! Um, she'll be on next week, um, and we talked about this—the mental challenges. So that was Thursday night. So I'm trying to text some of my students because I want—I'm going to post it on Facebook. And if you're interested in seeing that, just go to my—just go to my post. It's open. It's wide open. Dr. Corliss P. Bennett or Corliss Bennett, whatever. You type in Corliss, C-O-R-L-I-S-S, my is gonna pop up and you'll see my smile, my picture, we. Oui. So here's the other piece. So, you know, when it rains, it pours, right? So I'm talking to an alum the next morning of USC, class of 2000, who was a freshman when I first started in 96 and he graduated in 2000. And he was also a villain for lack of better words. And he goes, yeah, you heard about the other student. I said, what other student? You know, I can't think of his name. I'm driving, but I'll call you back. And I'm like, what happened? So this is a double rammy for me. So it's Thursday, I hear about Jonathan. Um, Friday, I hear about Chris. Some of you might have seen this on the news. I did not. Again, mental health issues. Matter of fact, I was reminded that I remember him punching a hole in the wall while he was a freshman. On Somerville, something went down, and he punched a hole or something. And I it was somebody had to remind me. Remember, he was having issues then, and I was like, "Oh my god, quiet, strong, uh, uh, um, smart, you know, educated, smart." Got his doc, got his master's. I'm sorry, got his degree from USC. Moved to the East Coast, got his master's, and have been dealing just with stuff off and on. I don't know. Again, it has to be a mental health thing when I tell you what happened, because <laughs> all I can say is this 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 t- 12 commandments is right on time. It was on the news. My student left his home, broke into another home and killed, K-I-L-L-E-D, three people, stabbed them to death. One was a couple that was going to celebrate their anniversary that evening, and one was the couple's mom, the the wife's mom. You can look it up. It's nothing, it's no secret. Chris Ferguson in Massachusetts. (laughs) There's something about the way that tongue hits the mouth when you try to say Massachusetts. (laughs) And I thought, you have got to be kidding me. I can't take it. Because this will be, in a row, somebody who is affected with mental health that either got help, because see what the, the, the problem is, people will get help, they'll get on the medicine, they'll feel better and think they don't have to take the medicine anymore. Unfortunately, the medicine is what's keeping your mind right and helping you to get through along with therapy. So I am, I, I am, I am just done today. I've been done all weekend. It's just, these are my babies, you know? And I, and I, when I say that, I say that with all sincerity. Now, you ask any black student at USC that even walked into my office at least once, they were my babies. They were my babies regardless. But a lot of students, you know, some of the athletes, they don't come in there because the athletes are brainwashed to think that only the coaches and only the, um, I can't remember the name of the doggone building. It's not called the McKay Center. I can't remember of it. Any McKay was one of the coaches, though. But they they brainwashed them to think that they're the only ones on campus that can help them. So I didn't get many football players unless one year they were dating a couple of the girls that worked for me. So I got a couple of <laughs> ninety nine two thousand. I got a couple of the football players rolling through at that time because they were dating the girls who worked for me. And I laughed because it's funny. But that was the last time I had like basketball football players. Track, yes rolled through and some of the track people actually lived on the floor. No football players lived on the floor, but track lived on the floor. Um, Yeah. So it, I, I cannot stress enough. And so I go back this and I know y'all tired of me repeating this, that COVID situation really knocked us out as a, as a world, not a nation, as a world. And I know for a fact that when I was working at Humboldt, and they talked to Cal State University Humboldt, now it's called Cal Poly Humboldt. When um, we used to have our staff meetings, the Counseling Center Director was a part of the leader, sorry, leadership team meetings. And the when we went to Zoom, the counseling appointments went skyrocketed, skyrocketed. You know, you couldn't get a, a student to go in there, especially a black student. Let's just talk about black students. Black student usage of the Counseling Center skyrocketed. Why? And anybody, but I'm just going to say black because we black folks. And it's because nobody can see you walking through the doors of the counseling center now because everything is Zoom. And so when I think about, try to think about positive things that came out of the pandemic, that's one of them. There are more and more people. When I talk to people like, yeah, my therapist said, whoop dee woo. And I'm like, you would never mm-hmm. hear anybody say, my therapist said, oh, I can't wait to tell my therapist. It's almost common language now which i appreciate and i tell the person good for you cuz we are living in a time that we have got to have a positive outlet period we have got to have a positive outlet and there are so many ones my therapist um i have kaiser and when i had when i started going to dr jones I had Blue Shield a Blue Cross. Somebody blue hated it because you got to go through the authorization to the authorization to the authorization. When you have Kaiser. You say my finger hurt the next day. The doctors that deal with bones and fingers, you get a phone call that mess from that Blue Shield, Blue Cross and all them. You got to wait for the authorization to the authorization. Oh, I could. Oh, I was so happy to get Kaiser back again. Anyway, um, at that time, my insurance, one of the blue people um, took. A path, and it's called, again, Here's another resource. Path, I'm pulling up literally on my phone as we speak. Path, 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 path. Mentalhealth.com. No spaces, just straight. Pathmentalhealth.com. They have over a thousand licensed psychologists ready to help you. Everything is on Zoom. Your, your psychologist could be in New York. Your psychologist could be in France. Once you fill out whatever the preliminary pieces of maybe what your um, situation is, then they try to pair you with somebody who deals with grieving like they did for me and so forth. Um, when I lost my dad in March of 2020, I, um, in January of 21, I decided I needed to get some help and I did group therapy and I did not think it was going to work. I was, I was not an attitude, but I was like, all right, let me try this. I talk about it. I tell my students, let me listen to my own advice. It was the most wonderful thing I could have done. It started off with six people, it got down to four. And so when you are sharing, they have kind of a topic. And then you kind of talk about your loved one around that topic. And it was just so freeing. And I thought, this is really cool. And I loved it, but I still needed my own one-on-one. And that's when I found Dr. Jones. And I've been seeing her since 2021 um, until um, I switched to Kaiser in July of last year. And they did not accept Kaiser. And I thought I was going to die because I was not trying to pay no $150 an hour. I appreciate you. Love you like a play cousin. If that's my nail hairs, eyelashes, and eyebrow money. <laughs> anyway, my point is, they, they, they. She got them to get them Kaiser. She kept asking. They kept putting. They finally approved it. So I'm back with her, and I've been back with her for several months now. All I can say is, as we begin to think about the twelve commandments to good mental health, um, I'm going to bring in Michelle, who I haven't seen her face. She's are you there, Michelle? Okay. You just been sitting there quiet. I guess you just been letting me. Uh, well, cause you know, I knew, you,
1: I knew you were going to tell your story. So I oh, just okay. wanted to give you your time to share. Yeah.
0: So, um, when I let Michelle know that, Hey, um, I found this, this, and this was last week, this was before Labor Day. Yeah. So that's why I so crazy because I got this flyer from one of my friends home. She's, she's, um, um, social worker, or whatever and I was like oh give me that I'm gonna use this for my show and I texted to her "Say, oh yeah girl Monday she's like girl Monday's Labor Day and I was like oh, okay we'll save it till the 11th and then of course today's 9-11 that's a whole nother situation but um so anyway I'm gonna read well first of all hello Michelle
1: <laughs> I uh transitioned a little off this top of your topic but I am ready for the fall I am over this weather. I'm ready for the cooler weather,
0: and you're in the Corona area, which makes it very hot.
1: Yeah, but today it's it's not only hot; it's humid, but it's more of where wh- what's up with the rain? Like yesterday, had morning, rain? We had rain yesterday, and oh. we had rain today. Yeah. No rain in Los Angeles. It's now. It looks like it wants
0: to rain, but there's no rain out here in LA, Inglewood area. I I haven't seen it. I mean, I've been inside all day, but I would have heard it. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I hear you. Let's move into fall,
1: right? So, um, my, yeah, I'm, I'm okay, I'll either take out my sweaters and boots and flannel sheets or put them away. Stop All the right. back forth, All Right, Take and them out know, today. Them, but, you can't put them
0: away. You have to pull them out when you need them and put them yeah, back.
1: Yeah, this is ridiculous. So anyway, other than that, I'm, I'm good. I have not had the weekend or the last few days like you have.
0: Yeah, it's been kind of crazy. Too much, too much. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share all 12 commandments of good mental health. And then we'll start um, with the rest of our time, um, diving into maybe the first four, or maybe we'll get through six. I mean, they're pretty, and the good thing about it is we've talked a lot about both of them, all of them. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so it kind of, it's good to have that dialogue about them. So let me read all 12 first so that everybody can see what we're going to be talking about and then um we can chime in to each of them and oh just a shout out to our engineer showrunner producer extraordinaire kiana Woo, <laughs> love her she she has such a way with, <laughs> she has such a way when she when she speaks about something it's like oh damn like she just kind of boom and you'd be like yep that with it would be like ooh that's a good slap, but it's just like, dang, okay, girl, that was, she, she's, she's real intellectual with it. She'd just be like, um. so feel free to, <laughs> feel free to pop in if something hits you, Kiana. So here are the 12 commandments, and that's the title of the show. Maybe you can put that on, on the Um, because I haven't had time to do the, the, the promos lately. 12 commandments of good mental health. Number one, you are worth it. Make yourself a priority. Yep. Number two, we're going to get through all of them. I want to read them all and then we're going to come back. Number two. Now, this is a good one. All of them are good. It's okay to ask for help. Jesus Christ, y'all. Quit trying to do stuff on your own. Number three. I'll come back to it. I'm trying to make this feel. Nurture and protect your spirit. Hmm. Number four, know your limits. Set healthy boundaries. I know you talked about that. Oh, yes. Number five, I love this one. Commit to fun and relaxing activities. Number six, oh, here's a good one. Trust the healing process. It takes time, support, and work. Number seven, good mental health is essential to your overall well being. Mm. Number eight, research and reach out to mental health resources. Number nine, you deserve to feel well. Mm -hmm. Mm. Number 10, acknowledge your feelings thoughts, and experiences. Number 11, recognize and journal your mood changes. And here's a big one, number 12, know your family's mental health history. Mm, That's a big one. Well, let's dive in, shall we? Number one, you are worth it. Make yourself a priority. We talk a lot about, or we have talked a lot about self-love, mm. right? So when I think of that one, I think of self-love and I think of people not realize that you can't love anyone else if you don't love or of like
1: yourself. People. Absolutely. Because
0: that, if you don't love or like yourself, that energy spills into the people and then you're putting it on them. And that's not fair. You're worth it, you're worth it. Um, sometimes we do so much and I'm just doing so much for some for everybody. And I remember uh, before I got married, I'm divorced now, but before I got married, I just poured in poured in, poured in, poured in, poured in, poured into people, poured into my students. Students say, oh, can you stay late for this? Yes, why? I didn't have nobody to go home to. When I first started as a Center for Black Cultural Student Affairs, I went to, and that was my job to support students. I didn't necessarily have to be at every event but i was just about at every events i would go to one or two things in the evening and especially when the students realized that she came like you
1: came i'm like you invited me but right. you came yeah. but i think that's also that's just as long as i've known you that's just the nature of your personality too right cuz i'm sure you know yeah i you, i'm 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 thinking with the comment that you made it's cuz i don't have anybody to go home to Because I think you were like that. Well, you were like that when I met you and we were only 18 years old. So um, you've always been a very generous, very giving, a very bring together. You know, I could tell some stories about at our apartment. We were we were we were the bring together apartment. Yeah, we really were. We We really were. We really were. were. (laughs) Those were the, those <laughs> those were the days. So I was thinking of this, Corliss. <clears throat> I right, so perfect that you started with that conversation because I remember so we're dating ourselves. This was back before a lot of electronics. So the Day VCR before A VCR had finally come came That's out. right. VCR. Whoop, whoop. And uh, there was this show called MTV and this show called Oprah. And I went out to Sears because I got my first credit card and I bought a VCR. And we had it. And so folks would come over to the place so that we could watch. Remember that? Right. Membership at the at the video store. Yes. So yeah. So you were you. And so I as again, I know you we were having this conversation last week and you don't believe that I am an introvert. I am a proud introvert, but so I was, yes, I am. But uh, I would come home and there would be like, Oh, meet Michelle, meet so-and-so. And so course was always the type of person that liked to bring people in and like they were part of the family. And we were just, we had so much fun. So anyway, I want you to really think about that. I don't think it really was so much that, to go. I just think that that's your nature. But before we get started, there was it, it, this was interesting because we've had this conversation as far as COVID that I've shared. Um, when we talked, when we talk about coaching, I've told you the story about how there are six elements that we look at that really make a person who they are, right? And it's like your health, money, finances, career could be added to that relationships, personal development, spirituality, I'm missing one, I'll think of it later. But anyway, and that when you take those, and you combine them, that that's like the essence of who somebody is. And that imagine like it was a tree, and then each of them was actually a root, right? And over time, over your life, you get to build those little blocks out, right? So money would be, I have a really good career, I have retirement, I have, you know, and you dig those roots really deep, right? Same thing, With relationships, you have all kinds of relationships. The stronger they are, the deeper those roots are. And what happened in COVID is because the way it works is that you're supposed to, over time, you develop all of them so that your foundation is really strong, right? Like a tree. The deeper the roots, the stronger the tree trunk. And that's what over time, what you rely on is that. When something happens and one of those roots becomes loose, the tree might become a little unstable, but you rely on the other ones to keep you standing and keep you strong. What happened during COVID was it literally it knocked people out, right? Because people lost their money. They lost relationships because we couldn't connect. We lost spirituality because we couldn't go to church or we couldn't, you know, communicate that way some of us you know people lost their health or we were concerned about the things but in health is mental health right that that's a huge piece of a root and so a lot of us had that was like ripped open too so think about it if you were one of those people where you had a lot of those elements boom you were knocked out and because we were all going through something really really new that nobody had experienced before who did we turn to and look for help Right. We were trying to figure out, OK, I'm not doing this. Yeah. And Like you said, the psychologists and psych- psychologists, boy, they th- their business really ramped up because of it. Um, so, yeah. But so in the health department, mental health is a really big foundation now. So think about it, though. For us, as you get older, again, you get the opportunity to develop all of those things that, again, keeps you uh, your foundation strong. Think about young kids, think about teenagers, but even people who might be in their 30s who've had some challenges. They haven't had the opportunity to develop some of those areas, right? So a lot of that was still always on rocky ground, especially for people who were in that 30-ish range because that's the generation that went through, uh, if I'm not mistaken.
0: That's the millennials,
1: right? Aren't those millennials? Is that millennial? Yeah, I think it is millennials, but in 2008, they were really affected right? Because a lot of them uh, graduated from college, couldn't find jobs. Um, They, you know, they've gone through recessions, they watched their parents go through recessions, like so all kinds of stuff. So for depending on what age bracket you are, a lot of that is really shaky, they haven't had the time to really develop it. And as you said, in particular cultures, we don't use resources enough. Right? And I think you, you share in your story about not having any kind of reservation about seeing um, a psychologist or a psychiatrist, I think that that's wonderful, particularly after you go through something like losing a parent. Because I went through the same thing when I lost my mom unexpectedly. Because again, you go through stuff where you're like, I've never been through this before. And you can now say it now, right? You might've had a community, but unless they've gone through that experience that you've gone through, you can't describe that to anybody. Could you, could you, you've gone through it, right? You've lost a parent. Could you ever describe that to someone who's never lost a parent, a parent? Could you tell them what it feels like or what to expect, like all that kind of stuff? No, cause it's so unique. But if you connect with somebody who's lost a father, right? There's that special connection because you get it. Or now, like you said, if you ever hear, I don't know if you do this, but every time now I hear someone say, I lost my mother, I feel immediate connection, right? Mm-hmm. I Like you can reach out, you can have a conversation. And first thing I always tell people is it's like being a member of a club where everybody is so nice and kind and wonderful and supportive and you can't wait to get the heck out of it. <laughs> you wish you would never remember it right? right so i think that yeah i think a lot of it we don't use enough resources we don't talk about it enough or it's trained around to
0: why you're not using yourself as a priority because yes the priority would be to stop and go get help the priority would be to be able to 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 know that it's okay to feel whatever it is you're feeling And nobody can tell you, you, you'll get over it. Oh, you'll get over it. You never get over it. You may can, you may can, um, deal with it a little bit better than you did when it first happened. However, again, you have to understand where you're fit, understanding your feelings and understanding that it is okay to feel that way. And, and, doing something for you to help you to continue to get through it
1: absolutely
0: which goes right into number two it's okay to ask for help it's okay to ask for help and so that so again um like you said um there are grief groups there are and, and they're specific and then and and what I love about it is that they're specific groups for African-American women for African-American men for African Americans for over 50, for whatever. And so therefore that way you're not dealing with someone who is 20 that has lost a parent versus, as you said, someone that's over 50 that has lost a parent. Now, have you both lost parents? Yes. But the maturity and the growth and the experience is going to be different from a 20 year old who lost their parent than a 55 or 56 year old that has lost their parent. So Because mental health has expanded in such a way that you can find, you can find help for whatever drop down menu that you, well, I want it to be black. I want it to be a woman, but I want it to be over this. And I want them to work in education. I want, you can keep going and drop down the menu and you still will find a therapist that can help you.
1: Absolutely. And I think part of it too, is that there used to be such a stigma around Number one, talking about mental health, or at least, and I want to, I want to separate something too. There's a difference between having a mental, like some kind of a challenge or an issue, versus your mental, just overall mental health, right? That to, to separate them, and I think that's where the stigma comes from, is because if people think that they uh, need to search for somebody to get help, that there's the stigma that you're not in control or that there's something wrong with you, or they may label you, right. They might label you with something Mm -hmm. and we need to kind of remove, remove ourselves from that. I think it's wonderful when we start to see a lot of celebrities who come out, who talk about their own mental health challenges and things that. that they're going through to help kind of, uh, just have more opinions about it. And it's funny because when you said you wanted to talk about this, um, which I can't remember, who was the, was it the the gymnast who, oh, why am I drawing a blank her name? Who- Oh, she it. sat down
0: during the Olympics and said, I can't no more. I, I can't do this anymore. Gabrielle, Tiana no. was her uh, name? it Simone is- Biles? Miles, something, something Miles, Biles, Biles right? something.
1: Yeah. And I remember, and, and here's the thing, first of all, nobody, 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 yes, mobiles, nobody knows (laughs) what you're going through as an individual, that first and foremost. And number two is taking care of yourself really means you need to understand yourself and your values, right? And so nobody knows other than maybe other Olympic athletes, what it entails to be able to do what she's supposed to do. If you remember, the backlash that she oh got God. from that. What's that
0: white man that's always the crazy white man? Somebody said something ignorant. I said, I want to see your quote unquote ass balance on a beam and then flip into a flip and balance back on the beam. When you can do
1: that, then then I'll hear you. Otherwise, yeah. sit your ass down. Sorry. Yeah, be quiet. Not yeah, exactly. Sorry. Um, Sorry. That, but that only she knows what she's going through at that time. That she can't do what it is that she's supposed to do. Right. And the reason I, I thought about that was because something happened with her recently where she came back and she's on game. She's on point. So kudos to her for recognizing, no, I needed to step back and do something because I wasn't in the right place. Because because she has to flip and land on that balance
0: beam. If she's going through something, it just takes a half of a, set, a slip, three quarters of an inch of slip, yep. and hit her head and die. Yep. I mean, just, I don't mean to take it right there, but she could have. And she had the well-worth all to know, not today. And I ain't got to prove nothing to nobody because ain't nobody else sitting next to me that got gold medals and is even capable to be sitting next to me to try to earn a gold medal. All them naysayers, and Just kiss my complete behind, okay? Exactly. Because yeah, I, she, yes. she, she, she this I was like, bring your butt, come on, fly wherever they that were That part Where they China, wherever they were, fly your butt out here and get in, get get out there, and flip. I just need you to I, let me see a little somersault, your little tired, tired cartwheel. Because that's about all you can do. So you know, and that's just so funny because the difference between growing up now, Michelle, and when we grew up is the Delgone social media, yeah. We, you know, if something happened when we were in school, a couple people who was around might have known, it might have got out a little bit, but nothing to the fact where you getting comments from, what is the name of that white man that's always got something to say? Uh And he called those, those girls nappy-headed somethings. Remember? That's Carlson. Carlson, but it's another person. Oh, God. Real loudmouth guy. And he called them girls nappy-headed. Remember the, the basketball team on the East Coast? He called them nappy-headed something on the air. And I was like, what? I don't remember that. Oh, girl, I can't. I do find it. Called some nappy headed something. Anyway, again, what happened at UC Riverside? Did not get to L.A. because we didn't have social media. Now, the people in Riverside might have known what was going on. You talk, 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 ha, ha, ha. But ain't nobody in New York. gonna sit around and say Corliss did this or Michelle did that. But today you do something. That's all it takes, and it is everywhere. It's
1: everywhere.
0: It's it's really, 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 really sad. Um, what is the name of that man? It's not Tucker Carlson. It's it's another like white man that just talks out the side of his head. Oh, uh, anyway, um, yeah. So yes, him. Don was it Don Imus? Imus? How do you say his last name? I don't name? remember him. I don't remember him saying that. He's the the one that talked about the nappy headed girls, I want to
1: say. Okay. I do remember Tucker Carlson. But there's another guy. That
0: that guy talked about the nappy head. There's one more fight and it might hit me later. Anyway, the point is now your stuff is on blast for the world to see. Yeah. I might, I'm going to Jamaica for my birthday this year, and I may run into somebody that says, oh, yeah, such and such and such happened over in California, huh? I'd be like, well, damn. Okay. You know, and, and it's like that. I mean, it's crazy. Um, but it is it's you know, I and I just so I, I'm the president of the National Council of Negro Women, the Los Angeles chapter. And so of course I'm c- coming off of this Thursday night, Friday news into, into Sunday Saturday morning. And um I said I said to people, y'all not too old enough to get therapy. Now I'm the youngest. I'm the youngest in the chapter at 56 and three quarters. Thank you. 56 and three quarters. (laughs) And I said, look, you are not too old to get a therapist. If you are going through issues, take care of yourself. Don't get to a point where you're dying young because you're holding all this stuff in. And I just, I said it to the ladies. Um, Oh, this is a good point. Kiana says, you learn more about the U.S. when you leave the U.S. People say, like, "Oh, I heard about the such and such," and we like, "Huh?" Yep, absolutely. <laughs> because, they, because everything is tied to the U.S. Everybody wants to know what's going on in the United States, and then you know what's going on in Hollywood. You know, L.A. Hollywood, New York. Ooh, you know, and the big city, Atlanta, Dallas. You know, the Texas thing and that whole mess that's going on right now with the voter stuff. Oof. another show, another day. Um, let's go on with number three. I'm looking at time five forty four. Um, nurture and protect your spirit. So again some people, um, religion or religion, people believe in something. So whether it's Catholic, Protestant, whatever religion, um, there is somebody, everybody has a belief in something, someone, something. So all I'm saying is nurture and protect your spirit to whatever it is that you pray to be about. Cause I don't want to just say it's a such and such thing it's a catholic thing it's a christian thing i'm just saying your spirit is your aura is your in is your inner body is your inner soul and so all i'm saying is from this cheat is to nurture and protect it be careful who you hand your heart to you know i had a button that i used to wear when i spoke or i would even say it i had the button but i would say it and you know what i i'm allergic to negative people Yes, absolutely. Amen. And when I would speak, I would say, I'm allergic to negative people. So if I come around you and start sneezing, <laughs> my nose start running. It's Tag, you. You're it.
1: Tag, it's you're it. you.
0: Because I'm allergic to negative people. I'm allergic to people who's always trying to bring everybody else down because they're down. So you have to learn how to nurture and protect your spirit, your soul, your, your, your being, because there are people who are just out. They hate. There are people that hate me because I smile every day. I had, a, I had a nun at school. I had a nun at school that she hated that I smiled every day. She absolutely hated. And all I did was kill her with kindness because, you know, too bad. That's and
1: good. and the one thing I want to say about the nurturing part too, corals. it doesn't, it's not necessarily always, um, spirituality. It could also just be, there are just moments, like maybe you right now, there are just moments where it just feels like a lot. I I, I don't know about you, but with everything that's going on in the world right now, and just, just, just everything, sometimes there's just days you get up and it just feels like a lot. And I think it is okay if you feel that you need one of those moments where you just need to just lay in your bed and binge Netflix on something. To me, that's nurturing my spirit. Because like I told the story- Absolutely, that-
0: like B-T Plus. Oh, I didn't find so many BET Plus, these little cute little episodes or stuff. What yeah, going well, and I'll tell you the last that.
1: When I told you I had done so much last summer and then September came and I was going through all this stuff anyway. And I like hit the wall, at, like 60 miles an hour. And I told you, I, I was finding myself laying in my bed, binge watching girlfriends and Real Housewives of everything. Right. And I like, I did every day. I think one Saturday I like binge to watch girlfriends from like seven in the morning till, cause I wanted to get to the end again, but just, um, just, but then, you know, like you said, then you pick yourself up and you you connect and you go to the right resources. And I remember at that time, I too, I see someone every once in a while, and I called her up and we talked. And and uh, that's I told you when I listened to that TED talk that I talk about all the time, where the guy was talking about you have no energy, and I was like, no, I have none. And um yeah you just do what you have to do but sometimes it's just nurturing yourself really just means whatever you feel you need at that moment and it, sometimes it's just a chill just to chill
0: and it's
1: okay
0: that's the piece I think people think if I don't do this people think I'm a punk people think I'm a, man, okay you're gonna be like people are gonna be people are gonna be and then we're gonna be talking about you at your funeral yes that part okay yes Here's something I posted on my Facebook page. You know how you do those little games and it comes up with the same. And yeah. when I saw this, the only thing I can say was that part. And this was on August 30th. Can't see, Can't it, see it. But I'm going to read it. People tend not to like me because my authenticity is louder than their fake personality.
1: I remember that.
0: Drop the mic. Yep. When I saw that, I was like, ooh, posting posting because there are just haters that just want to hate because I smile every day. And there was a nun at my school. She hated I come in. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And my locker was by her room and she just, Oh, she's like, don't, can you just keep it down? And I'm like, first of all, it's not classes and even started. It's more noise than me in the hallway. Now my, my voice might carry because I'm right there by her room, but she literally
1: hated that I smiled every day crazy bizarre um yeah so there's a there's a saying someone told me a long time ago and I go it's so true where they say what you think of me is none of my business
0: mm. That's because
1: it's all about you it's all about you
0: it's all about them I should say number four <laughs> Not a drop to my my business, right? Number four, know your limits and set healthy boundaries. And that's what we were just talking about. You go, you go, you go until to the point you end up getting the flu or pneumonia or COVID. Okay,
1: so Corliss, this is where we ended the conversation last week or whenever that was. I know you don't think I'm an introvert, but I am. But one of the biggest things for me, I am a pro at boundaries. I'm a pro at boundaries. And I think once you really get to know who you are, and I'm not even just talking about the whole extra intro thing, but just in general, when you really become very comfortable with who you are, it is, Kiana says, I still have to work on that. The boundaries part, Kiana, on who you are, the boundaries part. Yeah, it's, Boundaries. I think for a lot of people, I but trust me, I am I am a master of at boundaries, and and this is a joke. It's not a joke, but I'll tell you this funny story. And this while you know your friend is really an introvert, um, so at my four, I had been there a really long time. So a lot they knew me very well, and that we have cubicles, right? And so I had a we have a rule that not only is there there's like invisible boundaries, but there's also visible boundaries. And so there's like marks around my cubicle desk. And if you feel the need to come talk to me, there needs to be a distance, right? So don't step over. Spatial um, spatial distance, don't step over those boundaries. And so there was this girl who sat right in front of me. And we, at that time, we used to get to work in really early in the morning, like 5 a.m. And, she, yeah, that's another story. And we anyway, had to
0: talking to somebody at five, like at work.
1: No, we at had the desk at five because at that time we were working stuff on the East Coast and they were eight o'clock. So we had to be, no, love got out at one. Anyway, so, but anyway, so she and she was like, oh, she talked about everything, everyone. I loved her. I loved her to death, But there would be times when she would come bring her coffee and she'd talk and she'd step in the space and I would say, okay, hold that thought. And I'd pick up chair and scoot it back. And I go, okay, now you could talk to me. And everybody just bust up because they knew I I had like a visible, I always had boundaries. So um, that was just, do You actually have
0: black lines or something around. No, there?
1: people just knew what the boundaries were, right? There, you just need to have a space. I'm not one like you need to like lean in this and talk to me because I'll be like, hold up, back up. Good. Oh, now, wait, we wait, can wait, have...
0: wait, wait. How do you know where the boundaries were? Was? was there something book a, a shelf or something? But like... it's
1: out like, kind of like just you, so you can outline like, oh, it by uh, this. That's what I'm saying. You had an no. Well, the spaces of the cubicles kind of created that outline. So you kind just the way they lined up, you would know. What I'm just saying is, you'd have to come walk into the space of the cubicle if you understand. If you worked in an office, you understand what I mean. But anyway, my point is, is that I'm I'm very good at boundaries, but it's also because oh, I'm at an age where I just I know who I am. I'm comfortable with it. I love it. And the one thing I want to stress, and this could be for you, Kiana, is to remember that. Boundary for the other person, people boundaries is solely for you, right? Cause people are always going to do what people do. So boundaries are, yes, they are really designed for it's what you're not going to accept, or it's the rules that you choose to live by or the things that you will accept. So like, you know, both that you and I had, um, like our mothers had similar personality traits, right? They're very strong women, and as growing up, they were tough, right, and so got older. I, I when I didn't really get this, I felt like, you know, I had to set her straight, and I had to do this, and I had to do that. And once I learned, she's always going to do what she's going to do. She's my mother. I can't get her to change. That that's not what it's about. What I had to establish was boundaries. Was real look, I just needed to say to her, like, these are just things I'm not going to accept, not come across as these are things you're not going to do to me. When you really get comfortable with that, that's it's a it's a game changer, right? So that's just one of them. But I, that's what I would say about is establishing boundaries is one, you can't live without them. You just, you can't live without them, but it comes with really just knowing who you are And understanding you are doing it for you and it's nothing about other people.
0: Well, this is good because um, we're at 555 and I'm going to do number five, which means we did have the list. And this is a good thing to end on since I started off on a kind of a Debbie Downer piece. Number five, commit to fun and relaxing activities. Sometimes
1: Um, adulting is overrated. (laughs) (laughs)
0: But you know what? I I have recently just said if I want to go to that concert, I'm going. If I want to go to this show, I'm going because I cheated myself a lot when I was married because you know you think about money should we spend money on this blah 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 boo. I work every day so that I can do and get what I want. There's certain things that's gonna happen. Hair, well I'm bald now, but nails, toes, eyelashes eyebrows period i'm gonna look good i might starve i remember (laughs) i remember when i was a school teacher i looked good but i if i ate some hot dogs that's what i ate but i'm gonna look good damn it (laughs) because i'm a role model in the community um so just to give you an idea of what i've been doing or what i did just last weekend i went to see Beyonce. You I, did? I walked, and I lived right there in Briarwood, in Englewood, and I walked to SoFi, with a, and a couple of my sorority sisters came, and they parked their cars in my in my carport, because there's no parking is $5,000, and we walked over, and I bought tickets from somebody, so I didn't have the best seats. I was up by the air-conditioned duct. <laughs> I could feel the air condition on my bald head. But you still went. So I was there and I had this side view. Thank God there was a, 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 a teleprompter thing. But I mean, you know, I could, you know, I had to squinch and I, and I stupid left my glasses. So I had to squinch to see her, but you can see it. But it was, so A, she's a performer, A, number one. That was on Friday. This is now Labor Day weekend. So Friday, of Labor Day weekend. Then I turned around and saw, LL Cool J is hard as You did Sunday. not. At the forum. So oh I, I went to the forum. So I was so, I needed that just, ah. Uh. And you know who opened for him? Salt salt salt, 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 and pepper here. Oh. Oh. Salt, salt, salt. Salt and pepper's here and we're in effect. Welcome to push it back. Cooling my days and my but night. But they still hang? And up for sweat girl, I was parting my butt off. Oh my God. I needed that release
1: so bad. Oh, anyway. Okay. Answer this this question before we end, because this has been on social media. Okay. You ready? Janet or Beyonce? Without Janet, there is no Beyonce.
0: That's how I'll answer that. Without Paula Abdul, there's
1: no Janet. That's what I said, Kiana. Janet forever. I
0: mean, but I've never seen Janet in concert, though.
1: You have it, oh. But I know
0: I ain't mad at her. Now, I saw some clips, and you can tell the girlfriend, because we same age, you can tell girlfriend is 57, because her birthday's back in May or something. My birthday's in November, so you can tell her, but it's 57, because she hits it, but she ain't hitting it like, you know, control, you know. <laughs> um, but I- I'm going to answer, without Janet, there's no Beyonce. So to me, Beyonce is the Janet of the 80s. But I've never seen Janet. So I can, I've never seen Janet. Janet, I know she's, I know she's bomb though, because I mean, she's the one that revolutionized videos. Mm -hmm. So there's really date back. I don't even know people watch videos anymore. Um, Everything's kind of YouTube and TikTok and people doing, acting like them, you know, and singing like them. I don't even, you t- nobody's, like, oh, girl, did you see the video? That used to be, oh, okay.
1: That's what I said. We used to get to our VCR and tape that stuff. Minute. Okay, I'm gonna take
0: this back for you. Um, 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 Hold on, I'm still on my radio show and I'm about to log off, bye. Okay, so <laughs> I have my therapy appointment at six. <laughs> so I had to say, hold on, I'm gonna call you back. So it is time to go. As you can see, my therapist is calling at 559. Um, yes. So,
1: so um what were you saying really quick? You said throwback or something like that. See, and that's my alarm.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, I'm sorry, throwback, throwback. What was I saying? Ah, I can't remember. That's hilarious though. Um, dang. I I can't remember what I was saying. The phone call threw me. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we did get through the first five. You are worth it. Make yourself a priority. Number two, it's okay to ask for help. Number three, nurture and protect yourself. Number four, know your limits. Set healthy boundaries. Number five, commit to fun and relaxing activities. So for me to be able to see the Beyonce of the millennial and then go back to LL Cool J is hard (laughs) at home. Same weekend. Trust and believe it was fun, fun, fun. So, um, yeah, so, you know, we got our VHS. I remember the beta VCRs first. Then we had the uh VHS. And then I have the combination VHS. I still have it. The combination VHS DVD. Yes. Okay. Oh, anyway, clearly y'all know I got to go because I got to six o'clock with my favorite thing. <laughs> So tune in next week. We will have Dr. Betty Ford who will come in and share her story and then we'll continue with the other seven to 12 commandments for good health. Thank you for allowing me to share and get that off of me. Um, And um, we will see you soon and um, come back next week. You're listening to Intentional Talk Radio Network, Mindful Mondays with Dr. Corliss P. Bennett and special guest, Michelle Gutman. And we will be back soon. Stay tuned next week. You don't want to hear this story of this psychologist. And I'll just give you a hint. She flunked every class for four years at Cal State Northridge. And she's a doctor. Wow. So stay tuned for that. When she told me that, I said, don't say nothing else. I need you on the podcast. Until then, peace, love, joy. Take care of yourself. Bye for now.